Warning, the guest episodes on License for Love are experiences, expertise, and views of their own. The diversity duo is in no way liable for actions or advice one takes in their daily life from our guests. Our purpose is to give everyone a voice to be understood, not necessarily agreed with. You're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris. The heartbeat in relationship conversation. Sexy, beautiful, let your hair hey y'all, this is Cowboy Jax and I'm with my good friend, Dr. Lauren Michaels Harris. And you are joining us today for an amazing episode that's called Gay Means More Than Happy. Dr. Lauren, how the hell are you? I'm better on my way, I'm claiming to 1000%. I need more than 100%, so I'm going for a thousand. How are you? You know, uh, by the time that this episode comes out, uh, I've had a very interesting uh, journey. As you know, I had some family emergency stuff that um, I had to deal with. But most recently, uh, yesterday's matter of fact, uh, was my lovely's 39th birthday. So it was not. My birthday was Monday, the 4th. (laughs) All these years and you still don't remember. Oh, you mean the other lovely. <laughs> yes, my other oh, lovely. Oh, yes, my yeah. other lovely. Clearing it up. Clearing it up. Yeah, so it was my first time like ever putting a dinner party together for like 10 people. I was absolutely like just on pins and needles because you know me, you know how OCD I am about time. So, you know, I get we get to the restaurant and, you know, the party that came with us was already there. And I was waiting on the guests to arrive and I was like, okay, uh, the rooms under young in the back, like, you know, texting, like how far away are you? They're like, we're in the parking lot. Like it was just, it was, it was really funny, but, um, was it a surprise? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was a big deal for me because like, you know, I called the, the restaurant, like I asked the questions about the room, you know, I got all the contracts signed, all that stuff. So it was, uh, it was a real grown up moment for me. Um, because I, I realized that I'm a workaholic and I realized that until Linda came into my life, I really didn't have a life, you know? Um, it, it was just doing dad stuff when I had Dylan and it was work all the time and so to really have these human experiences for lack of a better phrase um has been really cool for me yeah yeah that's awesome um so today's episode um is going to be really really cool i'm i'm really excited because this is the first time that we've had our first member of the lgbtq plus community and um she has a very unique way of which she identifies herself, um, and we'll get all in, into that in the in the next uh, in the next section. But I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about holistic healing? Like I, I did some research on it. My iPad dead today. Uh, you're lucky out there, folks. I won't be hitting you with a lot of, you know, uh, big facts, but. In my research, I was really amazed at, at what the opinion on this this holistic approach uh, to healing is. So I, I wanted to get your take on it, Doc. 
Interesting. Well, had you asked me this, maybe, I don't know, as recently as maybe two months ago, I would have been like, well, it's good for some people. Um, I believe in it. Um, da, 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 da. I just haven't had much experience with it. But now, because, you know, I'm like 60 now, and I just, I've been pushed right up to the front door of it. And I feel very relieved. Um, I still don't understand why it took me so long. Um, you know, as far as I now know, I always said I, I never wanted to have when I got to this age or older, you know, my bathroom or kitchen counter just filled with a bunch of pill bottles. Um, you know, big pharma, it's the answer to everything. And, you know, the VA, I love them and all. I'm grateful for what they do for me. But I personally am feeling a lot better about holistic options. Um, I'm so I'm learning. It's the kind of thing where you can't, I don't think you can fake holistic and it work. You have to believe as you go into it because you are co-manifesting the outcome, just like we are in all things. And so I'm grateful now because I'm finding that everything I believed as far as how I manifest the outside things in my world, not talking health things, I'm talking about career things, love, my husband, boom, boom, boom. I now have that same opportunity as far as it pertains to doing something about my own health and wellness. Um, that's wonderful. I, yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, to me, it's still, mm, no. Like it's like the crystals <laughs> under the house, you know, uh, it's the, it's the crazy lady like down on the corner that's selling, you know, palm readings and, and all this other kind of stuff. Now, that being said, um, I do have friends that participate in certain aspects of, of understanding astrology and, you know, our guest today has an amazing, uh, approach um, to all things therapy. And, um, but for me, I'm, I, I don't know, I guess, you know, the whole premise of our show is do we judge a book by its cover? And uh -huh. I, I got to out myself. Like I, I absolutely, um, I'm judgy in that regard, not judgy. Uh -huh. Like I won't listen to you or, or be open-minded or whatever, but judgy in the sense, just being like, mm, I don't know about that. Well, of that's course, how it was for me. Jazz. Yeah, and I don't like doctors either, though. Like, no, I, I don't, I don't like medicine. Like, medicine in general for me, I'm very, very skeptical, and I just, I don't know why. Well, let's just hope you never have to find out. Because well, I mean, yeah. listen, what I'm saying is, I felt that way too, until all the options that I had chosen started not producing anything in return. Mm. You know, I got, I'm at the point now. I'm like. Well, shit, you know, I don't want to go out like that. And yeah. I don't want a pill that needs a pill to offset a pill with another pill. Mm. I don't. And I really don't want get to get to get to the place where, like, well, we're going to have to go in. And that means any kind of scope or anything that in, that involves an incision. Mm. Because I just, I just, it doesn't set right with my spirit. So I say this, it's like I said, it's the kind of thing you can't fake it. So it works itself towards you so that it's right where within reach when you 
need it because it's a choice, but there can be no choice unless I decide which one is my choice. And I'm at so that what point. You're saying, so what you're saying to, to clarify, you know, more so the horses out in the pasture like myself that are like, they're going to come along, but you got to pull on the reins a little bit harder to kind of get them to move is that in, in this holistic, let's call it energy for the, for the sake of context. You Let me tell you what I love feel. about it. Let me tell you what I what? love about it. Here it is. I'm going to answer the question. I already know before okay. I say it. Here it is. Sure. I go, in the past, I went to a doctor or a nurse practitioner, and I let them tell me. I went there. I chose to go there. What I'm finding with the holistic world in me, personally, is that it finds me. Like that pillow, you know? I didn't tell that woman anything. She was the mother of the woman who owned the Airbnb, who happened to live out of state. And she's there in the same town. So she's kind of like a caretaker. We Our propane ran out when we were grilling. And she brought it with the overseer, the foreman guy. And we met for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And the next day on my birthday, we went into town for lunch. and came back and there was a big gift bag on the on the deck. And inside of it was this healing pillow. And I'm like, see? And... It was that was after I had my little episode that I told you about. Yeah. That was earlier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, when we are within ignorance, which just means we don't know better, greater than source, spirit brings everything we need right to us. I believe yeah. that. And what I love most about it is I'm not afraid now. Those hours in between, you know, I fell out on the deck and had a seizure and all this stuff. But then later that day, this healing pillow is handed to me. So I'm like, is it coincidence? I don't believe in coincidence. So I'm like, okay, what is greater than me always knows better than me. No, you, you, I mean, listen, you seem very, uh, very passionate about it. And, and I think where, and, and I'm curious to ask uh, our guest today um, why I may have that perspective, right? Because it's it's not that I'm necessarily like stubborn or skeptic, you know, in, in the sense of like, uh, I don't, you know, it's more so like a trust thing. Like, can I trust myself that much to believe that I have this ability, you know, Bob Proctor who passed away. I don't know if you ever watched the secret, um, but it was, it's great. It was on Netflix and Bob yeah, Proctor. I have friends that were about, in that movie. What's that? I have a couple friends that were in that movie. Lisa oh, Nichols. Cool. Yeah. Sharon Lecter. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he talked about dis ease, right? Yeah. Dis ease. And, uh, and, and I, I really like the, the approach, the thought process that he had. But then, you know, it got me thinking even more about, you know, the things that are the killers for us, right? Like stress is a big killer. It's a big ager for folks. And I just, I, I'm, I'm coming to realize that I don't think that I manage my stress. Well, that's all. my point. When I said, when that healing pillow found its way to me, yeah, have you used it? What what happened with it? Like I haven't used it yet. 
it's upstairs because I want to create a sacred space when I sit down or whatever I do with it. I don't want to just say, okay, do your, do your magic pillow. No, I want to get my mind right. I want to go in. It's like a negotiation of sorts where I have to be open. So I have to scoop things out of the way. And I believe everything that is purposeful deserves a sacred space, which means I don't do it while I'm multitasking. I don't give it a cursory glance. You know, it's not an afterthought. And I'm not trying to multitask while I'm while I'm in there. It must be revered. It must be a reverent, sacred connection. Connection being the key word there. And I'll say this. It's what you're experiencing, Jax. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Because think about it. A person with, uh, that it gets diagnosed with emphysema doesn't think they can quit smoking all those years until all of a sudden they have to. A, a diabetic, I can't give up my sugar until they have to. On and on and on. So, you know, it. like I said, when you find yourself at that fork in the road, because, you know, we're all getting older, it will happen where you got to make some choices and you must decide on those choices. And I'm just glad that because of woo-woo, as a lot of people refer to it, it has opened up another world of choices. Because when you feel you run out of choices, for many people, that's the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you for uh, the growth and the transparency of being like, hey, I was one way and then now I'm another. Um, that was kind of my journey with um, accepting uh, homosexuality, right? I used to be a bigot. And, um, you know, my, my brother came out and, uh, you know, was gay. And I was just absolutely... Um, wait, was he cured? What's that? Was he cured? Was he cured when he Who came out? He was gay. Oh no, he is gay. He came oh, out. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking. Yeah, in the I'm talking in the past tense. Um, mm -hmm. There he goes. He's he's picking yeah, on me. So I know he's doing better. But um, you know, so everybody was at my mama's house for Christmas, which is awkward in and of itself. Um, and if you listen to our episode, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," you'll understand more about um, Lauren and I's past. But um. The first time I seen him kiss a man, like I clenched my fist, you know, like white knuckle, hot, mad. And I looked away and I was like, oh, I can't believe he's doing that at my mom's house. And then when they, when their faces pulled away from each other, I saw the way that they looked in each other's eyes. Oh yeah. And when I saw that, I was, I was instantly changed because I felt like such a piece of shit because who am I to judge who someone else loves? And that was that epiphany for me. So, so kind of like only, you. Yeah, not only that, where they love, who, who they love, but clearly where they love. Because you said, I can't believe he's doing that in my mama's house. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, okay in the back alley. Yeah, what an asshole move, right? I know. But, 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 you know, to come full circle, the point is the way that you have embraced this holistic thing and these sacred spaces and all this kind of thing, like I, I can subscribe to that of when you are ready to make a change, when it, when it makes sense to come full circle, that change will happen. So well. I don't know about you, but I'm super excited uh, to get our guest in here. And I know I say super excited a lot, but uh, we'll be back right after these messages with our episode 
gay means more than happy. Back in five. Hey y'all, this is Cowboy Jax. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, your message, let's ride. Hey y'all, this is Cowboy Jax and I'm with my good friend, the other half of the diversity duo, Dr. Lauren Michaels Harris. Uh, man, are are you excited about today's guest? I know I'm excited about it. I her. am. I am. Okay. I'm, I'm Why don't you give us a little ditty on her? Okay, and there's a lot of ditty in to be given. Um, well, I hope I say her last name. Tahir. That's what I'm going to go with. Lisa uh, Tahir. She's an author. She's a psychotherapist, a podcast host, artist, and founder of Psycho Astrology. You see how I let the psycho part hang out there? <laughs> so anyway, she's originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, where she became a licensed clinical social worker. That was back in 2000. But she expanded her practice to L.A., California, in around, two, right around 2014, where she attained her second license in social work um, in 2016. Now, she has an additional certification in EMDR, and I have no clue what that acronym stands for. We'll find out. She's into Reiki, and she's a thought coach. I want to talk about that. And she also, uh, well, she received all those those last credentials through the Institute for Transformational Thinking, which is also out in L.A., now, um, she has a private practice. Here's the interesting part. She has offices um, and residences. So how nice is that by coastal, um, both in Los Angeles as well as New Orleans. And she lives between both cities along with her two cats like we have. Uh, hers are called Jiggy and Baby. So there's a lot more to Lisa, but I don't want to waste another second. I'd love to get her in here and let her fill in between the lines. Hey, girl, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Well, and I have been thoroughly enjoying hearing you, Jax and Lauren, catch up. I have notes I took, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Yeah. I, I was thinking like a cool title because, you know, I'm a, I'm a songwriter and a writer. So in my mind, like I always have play on words. So I think we're going to call you the woo-woo master. Like I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, well, obviously, you know, uh, you you uh, you listen to the show and everything, and you know that we'll get more into your professional side in in the next uh, section of the show. But but for right now, like what I really want to know is is you you identify as gay not lesbian. And the reason why I want to lead with this first is because Lauren and I are both very excited to have our first member of the LGBTQ plus community on our show. And when you and I talked about that, I found it absolutely fascinating because again, coming from the world that I come from with the very limited knowledge that I have, um, I'm always wanting to be investigative and learn more perhaps understand, but not necessarily agree with. So why is it so important for you to identify with gay versus being lesbian? You know, I'm honored to be the first member of the LGBTQ plus community on License for Love. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's important 
when you and I spoke to, you know, share with you that I, I never have identified with being lesbian. For me, that term just never really had traction inside of me. And personally, it stems from my psychosexual journey and development um, stemming from you know, having been with men and women as a younger person. And, you know, like, I guess some people might say you're bisexual, just all these labels, something about them always made me feel a little squirmish, so to speak, like, like trying to, I don't know, categorize, which we do naturally as humans, we really like to have order in our minds and categorize people, places and things because that's how they make sense to us. And I think with something as complex as sexuality for some of us, you know, it gets a little nuanced and not quite, you know, uh, a solid structure, so to speak. And so for me, gay, just feels like very neutral and in a positive way. And, and so that's what's comfortable for me to self identify if, you know, I need to self identify. And for me, it was helpful to learn as a therapist about the Kinsey scale, which was a study done in the sixties about uh, sexuality and how people we all fall along a spectrum and on one side is homosexual and on the other side is heterosexual and some people really reside on one end of that spectrum their whole lives they identify exclusively at the end of the spectrum and then for some of us we might travel that spectrum throughout our lives as i had mm -hmm. and the study really helped to normalize sexuality on a spectrum versus having to really stay rigidly one way and so that for me just to share it with our audience i think can be helpful if you're struggling in that area like you have to pick an end of the spectrum you know you don't and i think it's about feeling comfortable and being authentic Absolutely. i agree and i just want to say at this point it's because i had that same struggle i okay. don't know longer um but i did at the you know for many years, simply because when we assume the role of labels, we have an obligation to live up or defend, live up to or defend the description that rides sidecar with that label. Mm -hmm. So, and I didn't like, some of them didn't fit me. Yeah. You know well, what I'm I, saying? I don't, like, I don't like the label straight. How come? You know? Uh, I, I, because for some reason, it, it seems like almost like a derogatory term mm. in the sense of the like, like the Kinsey scale that you're talking about and in the homosexual. I'm just going to say the homosexual community to be, you know, as respectful yeah. as I possibly can, because um, I'm still learning. Uh, the doc knows that. But um, I, I just I always felt awkward about it, you know, um, and I actually asked Dr. Lauren one time, I said, you know, why doesn't anybody ever ask or have a curiosity of why I'm heterosexual? And he goes, it's just not that interesting. <laughs> and I was like, like my mind was absolutely blown because Lauren and I, you know, we're, we're very tight. Like we, we yes. have very good conversations I and I, I view Lauren as a mentor. And one of the things that we constantly go back and forth with is the fact that he's like, there's so many things for him in his age because he's just walked that whole gambit that is just like, eh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. 
But for someone like myself and our listeners out there that hopefully are tuning in to want to understand a different side of the spectrum, so to speak, um, it's absolutely fascinating how much cultural and subcultural context has built over many, many decades inside of the, the homosexual community. And I, you know, I just, I find it interesting because, uh, uh, I, I don't know how straight even came about to be quite honest with you. You well, know, uh, here's what I want to throw in for that because it's the same thing uh, that Lisa was saying why she didn't want lesbian. And I look at it like this. I look at all of the things that comprise who I am, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, just like I look at it, just like I do the two bins on the side of our house. The blue one is for recycle. The other one is just for garbage. And I remember learning how to recycle. I had to learn which things are recyclable mm. that can be repurposed. Yeah. It's not everything that's, you know, that you think. And so now I do it without even thinking. And, and there was a time I didn't care about recycling, I thought. It's not important. The world was like that, right? Yes. But it's the same sort of mindset for me. I still hate recycling, just for the record. Like, I do it because Linda tells me to, but every time I have to wash one of those containers out and then go and put it into the recycling oh, bin. Yeah, I don't even know that. Because I, I just, I just want to throw it in the trash, you know? But, but here's the thing about it. It's the process of knowing what to keep and what not to keep, mm -hmm. mm, you know? And that's and, a metaphor in our lives as well. Right. And Jack, thoughts. Jack's real quick, last thing, knowing you and your mindset and how, you know, a lot of people call you, think you're stubborn or this, any other. No, you, you like the options to be what you need them to be. And when straight, when somebody calls you straight, that cuts off all your options. Mm. You no, know, you no longer have choice. That's true. I think, that, I think that, it puts you in a true. box. I wonder for you, Jax, if you feel like people label you, you know, like, okay. And I think, again, it's it's human. This is how we feel safe and, and feel like we have order and control in our lives. You yeah. know, but you're more than your sexuality. All of us are. And yeah, I think yeah, that was the whole point of this podcast was yeah. to prove that your sexuality, like we had a great guest on Eric Rogel, who talked about the male or masculine energy and the feminine energy and used to, for me, if I heard feminine, I immediately thought protect. I never really thought about like empowerment, not weak, right? I want to be clear on that. I have a lot of respect for women and their independence. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm a feminist. No, I'll never say that shit. But protect, right? Like secure, like make sure it's okay. And Eric was able to show us that feminine energy is in all of us. Mm -hmm. and, and that that's where a lot of the center of the heart comes from, right? Yes. The trust and the, the consideration and stuff like that. Yeah. And trust has been huge for me. Like 100%, like I, I never realized it. I fought it for so many years, but Linda finally called me on it and was like, you don't trust me. And I was like, damn, you know? And, and sure enough, like she would say, no, we didn't go in the store and get those shoes there. And I'd be like, yeah, we did. I know we did. And I would have to walk into the store. And then once I walked into the store, 
I was like, okay, I'm sorry. So, you know, I think that's a lot of it too, but yeah, this, this label thing, how do you, I know you guys feel a certain way, but you're also like older and more mature in your journey. Is that fair to say? I don't mean in age. I mean, in your journey, the experiences that you've had, you know, there's a lot of chaos that's going on in the world right now that straight people right feel like that they're just being like diminished and 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 put more and more away and that they have to be more sensitive and conscious to everyone's kind of thing but like you said for me i do feel like that i'm i'm labeled sometimes and i'm not necessarily comfortable with that And I think it's really about feeling comfortable with oneself and that sets the tone in our lives with others. When, when we're comfortable with ourselves, it kind of exudes from us. And I know that's been important for me to become comfortable with my sexuality. I wasn't always, I thought it was wrong when I was younger because of a church I had attended telling me that my love for women was sinful. And so I had to work through that and know that God is love and you know, it's not about what people think. It's my relationship with spirit and source and myself. And that love is love. It is the most powerful force in our universe and in our world, despite what we've been taught. And so for me, it was really about harmonizing with that feeling of love and experience of love and just being love in the world. I think when we set that intention, you know, you can't help but have those beautiful things come your way as Lauren, you were sharing with the healing pillow coming your way. And, you know, we, we are in this vibrational tone in our lives that really elicits from those on the same wavelength, what we need and want without necessarily having to ask. And that's a beautiful place to be. It is. I think it's a courageous place to be doctor. Mm. Well, I just wanted to throw this out there, too, especially for the listeners who can't speak up right now. Um, You know, this whole thing with labels, it's not like it's one word. It's like a paint strip. It's got all these different colors underneath it. For instance, in my journey, you know, I remember, you know, the abuse started around nine nine years old. So when I went through puberty and started, you know, having stirrings, so, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that didn't match what the world said they should be. I thought, see, it's because I'm broken from the abuse. So it took me years to get to where, wait a minute, it has nothing to do with it. Because when I thought that way, no matter what I did in the physical moment, right after it, there was guilt. Like, see, am I feeding? Am I going to become what he was? Mm. The person who abused me? I'm feeding it. Oh, no, I should kill myself and stop this horrible cycle. So it took me decades. I mean, I didn't date anybody. I had one date. For, I dated somebody for two weeks at 22, and I never did it again until I ran into my husband. Mm. And that's, that's a great place to stop. We'll be back in five right after this, folks. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, your message. Let's ride.
Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax, and I'm with my good friend, Dr. Lauren Michaels-Harris, hashtag the diversity duo, and we have an amazing guest today on our episode that gay means more than happy. Lisa, I really love the fact that you're just so open, right? You're so open and in such a fantastic conversation that we had in that last section, in case you uh, folks missed it. Um, but I am ready, and I know that the doctor's ready, um, to talk about all things therapy. So just give us that base synopsis of like the amazing work that you do in the land of the woo-woo. <laughs> yes, Jackson, Lauren. You know, I'm really excited to talk about healing. It's where you both started this segment today. And All Things Therapy is the name of my podcast. It reflects my mission to change consciousness one conversation at a time, just like we are today. And I believe we can do that in our lives. Each of us have a sphere of influence. So if you think you're not an influencer, you are the people that you see and speak with every day. You know, you can really be a light to them about what's important to you. And I think it's about being conscious of that in a world where it's so easy to feel like you don't matter. I struggle with that as well. And I have to quickly, you know, look at the conversations I'm having each day with clients, with my siblings and people even at the grocery, for instance, and how you do make a difference. And I believe, you know, we don't value enough our our sphere of influence. You don't have to be an influencer with a million subscribers to your Instagram to make mm. a difference in your world. And I just, it's been something I've been struggling with even. If I compare my social media following to other authors I look up to, and it's like, no, Lisa, stop. You know, look at who you have in front of you every day and be an influence there. Be authentic. Be yourself. Listen. A lot of it is just listening versus yeah. talking so much, well, you know, mindlessly. Yeah. 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 The doc was talking about something uh, as we went into commercial break that I, I wanted to get your perspective on. And one of the things that he said was, is that the abuse started when he was young, Right. And, and of course, he can elaborate on this too, but it seems to me like because he went through that abuse, sort of like how you went through this crazy church thing that was going on, that you guys were almost viewed as the people that it was your fault, right? That, that, that there was some kind of like disease or it was some kind of uh, psychological imbalance or something that, that drove you to... Um, you know, and I'm going to say in the sense of uh, homosexual uh, simply means attracted to the same sex. It doesn't mean that you even act on it, which a lot of people I don't even think know that much. But right. can you can you elaborate a little bit on why this this tends to be or do, or do you see this as a trend in 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 your work and, and also in your sexuality that people are like, oh, she was a part of the church. That's why she ended up gay or oh, you know, he was abused when he was little. That's probably why he's gay. Like, what would you say to those people? Sure. It's definitely, again, that trying to make sense of something that you don't understand when it's outside of your wheelhouse. And our beliefs are dictated by our personal experiences. And when trauma, sexual abuse happens, it really is a disruption at the core of your sense of safety and security. And like you, Lauren, I experienced sexual 
abuse as a child and trauma. And so for me, the church was a refuge. In fact, when I was kicked out of my family home and a, another family took me in and part of their lives was going to church. And I actually had many good years there until I started to awaken to recognizing my attraction for women. And that's when, you know, it didn't start to fit. But the church for me was like represented a family, you know, where people came together, there was service and, you know, like doing things for others. Like it really was an awesome fit for a long time coming from a, a home where there was abuse and trauma and confusion. And you do think it's your fault because in those situations of trauma the abuser you know is not taking responsibility for what they're doing and you start to feel like it's because of something you did or didn't do and that's what the healing journey is about and healing from trauma and abuse is understanding there is nothing wrong with you you are having normal reactions to abnormal shit happening in your life and so for me, it took a number of years, as I heard you say, Lauren, and healing and making sense of what happened and, and such. And it might not ever make sense why. I don't know that there's a good enough why mm. to excuse or allow, you know, trauma and abuse. And it's like, oh, aha, I got that now. But I know it's people that are abused and hurt and wounded. Those are the individuals that hurt and abuse others. And it's the cycle it that repeats. So, Lauren, you've ended that cycle in your life as I've went ended it in mine and in my family. And so for me, you know, the church was a wonderful place for me to do some healing and yet, you know, left when I realized that I'm going to be in a relationship with women romantically versus with men and pretend like that's my primary attraction because we tend to have primary and secondary attractions that can change in our lives. Again, going back to that Kinsey scale and others don't others. It's more fixed. Your, your primary attraction stays and that's fine too. I think it's about allowing yourself to explore your sexuality without judgment and fear or just moving through the fear. Anyway, well, I, I want to chime in here for a second because, um, you know, I mentioned the part about thinking it was my fault and that's why I'm like this because of that abuser or whatever. But it wasn't until really, I'd say four years ago, our neighbors, we have an Indian family that lives across the street. And I noticed they would always push their baby's buggy up to like the mailboxes and stuff. And I'd see the baby pointing at numbers or license plates. And he couldn't have been more than maybe a year. And I was like, what are y'all doing? And they said, well, this is part of our culture. We expose our children to various things while they're still on blankets crawling around and they will automatically gravitate to those things that are natural to them. And then we just support those things. So this one here, yeah, he love loves that. numbers because we would put letters down and then we'd put those ones that go in your refrigerator and we'd put the numbers down one on each side. He'd always crawl to the numbers. So they knew that numbers was his thing. So when they said that, I immediately was healed in the fact that I'd been carrying that when I was, before I even knew what sex was at four or five, when I wanted an easy bake oven. I didn't want an easy bake oven because I wanted to sleep with men. I wanted an easy bake, I didn't want an easy bake oven because I was gay. I wanted an easy bake oven because I loved to cook before I could cook. And today I still have that passion. So it made me go, uh-huh. And then also, as an addendum, 
when you're a kid, when I was a kid, before I even knew I was gay. Ooh, and now, that's a, that's a doctor talk. Stay show, away from it. Stay in your lane. I get it. But I would be called sissy. And it was derogatory. Of course, it was negative. It was horrible. And it made me feel bad. And kids laughed. It was a part of bullying and whatnot, a shaming piece. But again, I didn't know that that word meant one day you're going to sleep with men. And no one told me. What my point is in all of this is that it is a progression. It is. I mean, I am still, just because you go to therapy doesn't mean it's one and done. It's I'm constantly having to seek what is next. I look at, I look at healing like I look at a slinky. Healing is not uphill. It's downhill so that the slinky, because you've never seen a slinky go up the stairs. You always see it go down because it's weighted properly. Yes. If you take the weights off the end of a slinky, you just have a, you have a, a useless piece of a coil of wire. So my last point about this is this. So, so in, ter- in terms of slinky, right, in terms of slinky and progression, is there a journey of holistic progression in what you do? And then, of course, I also want you to get into the, the Dalai Lama uh, before we get you out of here, too. But I'm, I'm curious because, you know, I was very transparent in the first section lauren's on a journey right now and you can tell like he's just like he's moving into this place but to me it's still you know i'm very skeptical and uh, of the woo woo so elaborate a little bit on on how that holistic journey can work you know first i want to say i loved the easy bake oven it's like i'm lighting up as you're talking about it lauren the easy bake oven and light bright if you remember are two of my favorite memories of childhood, like two of the best inventions ever. And I love that you use that as a metaphor about how you loved cooking. It wasn't about being gay. So I appreciate that part of your story, as well as earlier in the segment, when Lauren, you were talking about that healing pillow you were given and the notion of sacred space and wanting to really mindfully use it. And the note I kind of took to share, and I don't want to, forget to say it is that you are a sacred place and your mind is already right as you are. I would encourage you take that fucking pillow out and like put your head on it, hug it, do something with it. I think, you know, we do, there is something to say about ceremony and preparation and at the same time, just do it, you know, like, yes, ritual, but at the same time, just do it. I feel like the cells of your body are going to really respond to that in a wonderful way because the cells of our body do respond as you guys know to our thoughts and we can nourish our body through sending healing and supportive messages to our body especially like right now i'm healing from bronchitis and i know you're healing as well lauren and i've been instead of being frustrated and angry at my body you know like come on like get it together it's like okay you clearly needed me to take a time out from my routine so what do you need for me to get more sleep more rest slow down and it's like watering a plant our plants need water and sunlight so do the cells of our body need supportive messages and the allowance to slow down and i think that's where the woo woo meets the practical you know and and it can really be a symbiotic thing to 
That's what holistic right. healing is it, it, for me, is combining the mind. I want to touch on what you said right there. Ooh, wee, that's a good one. I got to ring the bell. Because here it is. Like the thing about my, my resistance to pills and stuff, that's one way flow. It's just, I don't have anything to say about it. But like what you said with the healing right. pillow or anything that I do holistically, it's two-way flow. It's it's a conversation. It is a co-creation. And it is. I like that. Now, doctor, is, is that a conversation with yourself? Is that what you're saying? Is like kind of like what Lisa was touching on is that you're, you're, you're saying, okay, self, this is what we're going to do in the agreement between the, the mind and the body? Is, is that yes. what yes. Because yes, absolutely. How many yes, of us yes. you know, don't find happiness until we, we give ourselves permission to be happy? Mm-hmm. It's That's key. Regardless right. of our circumstance, right. regardless. Right. Of our we get up every day, go out and look for Mr. or Mrs. Right in love. I remember the first time I heard my husband and he's the male Dr. Ruth. You know, he's a, a, a therapist. His PhD is in sexual, human sexuality. And he says, no, stop. Don't waste another second um, grooming yourself for Mr. or Miss Right. Put that energy into becoming Mr. or Miss Right. Because yes. if you don't, you could be standing right in front of your soulmate and how are they going to recognize you? Because you haven't done the work. Yes. Mm. Uh, we always run out of time with these amazing guests. Like Lauren and I were like, oh yeah, we're, an hour will be great. Like, uh, I don't even know if we'll be able to move it that much. But before we get you out of here and we may run over just a little bit, I want to talk about the Dalai mm. Lama for a minute because this is a, a, a world-reviewed yes. figure, Right. Yes. And, and you uh, wrote a book and was endorsed. And so for our listeners out there that, you know, might be like my country ass, explain a little bit about like what the Dalai Lama is and why it's such a big deal in your world to, to be able to, to have the blessing of that. I would love to share that, Jax. And for me, writing a book has been a big on my dream list since I, I was in my 20s. And like you, I have so many notes that were scribbled in different notebooks everywhere over the years. Oh, I'm going to write a book on this. And it never really had traction. And, and so about six years ago in meditation, I was asking the universe, you know, what is going on in my life and the lives of my clients, despite being a client in therapy and a provider of therapy? How come I come back to some same core issues? Why do I still get depressed and kind of like taken out by certain things and, and need to regroup? Like what is going on? Is there something I've missed? And I heard just in that still voice in your mind, the word Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. And as I started to research Chiron, Chiron was spoken about by Carl Jung as the wounded healer archetype. Chiron is in astronomy, a comet and a minor planet in our solar system out by Saturn. And in astrology, Chiron speaks to this core wounding, an area of vulnerability that we source patterns from. And to make that real, you might be successful in your life on paper, financially, but secretly you don't feel like you're good enough. And so that sent me down this rabbit hole to write my book called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, which is out now. And part of writing a book is getting endorsements for your book, as you know, on the back cover, on the inside of the book. And when I sat, you guys, to think about like, 
who in the world would I love to be endorsed by? And his holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama came to mind and I laughed. I was like, okay, Lisa, okay, sure. You know, and I started to entertain that. that, like, and kind of, yeah. And Lauren, as you were saying, who do I need to become? to receive the endorsement of his holiness because i sent a first email to his office kind of from a more ego place like oh that'd be awesome and the second i sent it i knew i wasn't going to hear anything and then it became my business you know what i want to become the person who is endorsed by his holiness and for me that was a two-year process where i sought through meditation like what do i need to clean up and it was quite simply for me, I needed to clean up the way I spoke to telemarketers when they call and bother me. I need to clean up how I speak to the AT&T internet cable person that has me on hold mm -hmm. for 45 minutes. I need to really practice compassion as his holiness represents that mm -hmm. in our world. And over two years, y'all, I just started to get happy about being on hold. About oh, hold on, I just heard a y'all in there. Do you hear the y'all in there? I'm there I'm it is. There's, that There's that Louisiana coming out finally. See, it's been LA the whole time, but then all of a sudden, there oh, comes the Nola yes. baby. Okay, all right, yes. carry on. <laughs> and you know, after this process of changing who I was and how I responded to delays and frustrations, I felt ready to email His Holiness's office again. And it was in less than a month that I received a beautiful letter. He had read my entire book and he shared that, you know, though he's not into astrology, as a Buddhist scientist, he loved the way that my book talks about healing through self-forgiveness, compassion, and meditation. He blessed my book and said he believes it to be something that will help readers. And it was like, it still is a moment of like, wow, you can really achieve anything you want. So I want anyone listening, you be about your dream achievement. It is about becoming and just take that step every day in the most joyful way that you can and watch what happens. I'm I'm emotional like I didn't I mean honestly when you said you know the Dalai Lama thing on the jump I was like okay well that sounds cool because I know what that is from like pop cultural cultural reference when I was in college I was double majored in military science and philosophy so I've kind of you know poked around a little bit but god damn girl like that is like that is epic like I hate telemarketers so <laughs> I can't imagine the work you gotta that love I have them. you gotta find a way to love them that they're trying to make a living too. And when I could connect with that, I'm like, oh, like they're just trying to make it like me, you know, so I could be a bit more empathetic and say, no, thank you. Instead of just hanging up on them. Well, th this has been amazing. Uh, doctor, any, any last thoughts before we get her out of here and let her say her final piece? I know we went over time a little bit. But no, it was wow. worth it. And you know, and I just gonna say that about this timing thing, you know, purpose has no fences. Um, so, you know, there will be those days where this happens, um, because the person who needed that one word that was strategically placed somewhere within Lisa's final passage of sentence and paragraph may have tuned in right at that very moment. And it was over the time. So mm. that ah, makes that's it so good. It. And, mm -hmm. and it makes yeah, and it makes me feel like more of an asshole because, well, you know, that, I that produce was, the show. So it's like, oh, so I don't call. Yay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
Uh, Lisa, before we get you out of here, any final, I mean, the, the last thought that you said was just absolutely, you know, powerful, well, but any last thoughts and uh, tell everybody the where book. they can find Where did we get the book? Yes, yeah. I just love the wisdom you gentlemen are dropping on License for Love. Thank you for having me on today. And you can learn more about my work at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A, like New Orleans, Los Angeles, therapy.com. I'm at NOLA Therapy on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And my book is available everywhere in Barnes and Noble stores, on Amazon. Pull up Lisa Tahir, T A H I R. And I just appreciate this time. I feel so lit up. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank no. you that I got yeah, to start my day you. with this. Yeah. What, what, what is it y'all say in your world? Namaste? Is, Namaste. is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, y'all, we'll be back uh, right after these messages uh, with our final thoughts with me and the uh, Uh We'll be back in five. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, your message. Let's ride. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax, and I'm with my good friend, Dr. Lauren Michaels Harris, the other half of the hashtag, the diversity duo. And Lisa was just unbelievable. Doc, I know that you've probably got 17 billion things that you want to say, but what, what was the most profound thing for you? Because you're right in the middle of this journey right now. So, so what was it like for you? It was awesome. It was awesome. And I'll, I'll say, see, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't. I believe everything is purposeful. It's how I live my life or attempt to anyway. And right when Lisa was talking about how she knew the moment she sent that first email to the Dalai Lama, it wasn't going to happen because she wasn't ready. Um, how could he endorse something that wasn't here yet? And instantly I was directed over to one of my favorite books, The Motivation Manifesto by my good friend, Brendan Burchard. And I didn't know why. And I opened, yeah, it well, close. but it wasn't because of the book. I just looked at it and I picked it up and I opened it and inside of pages that have nothing on it that I wouldn't ordinarily not even, I would skip past. I found this post-it note that I'm holding and that's what this means to me today. And here it is. My final thought is this, as we evolve into the teacher, don't digress from being the student. So, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what mountain you're on or what flag you've just planted on that mountaintop, just remember, there's always more, more to learn from, more to grow from, and more to share and heal the world with. So keep going, keep going, and keep going. You know, that's, it's absolutely beautiful, doctor. For me, uh, I'm going to take like a different approach, uh, more of a holistic approach. And it reminded me of riding horses. You know, um, I never thought about it, but, but she talked about this, this holistic uh, progression, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it was, it was obvious to see that I was the novice in the room. But um, when I get on a horse, and I, and I get ready to ride. 
right? Like, you know, I'm making sure I get my, you know, feet lined up in the stirrups, but, you know, I'm really tall. So sometimes it's a pain in the ass to get, you know, uh, the, the buckles and the straps, right? And stuff like that. But once I get locked in and I'm on that horse and I'm moving, I don't necessarily know where or how it's going to end up because I don't believe in the future. I believe in, you know, provided those moments arrive. And that's been a big meditation thing for me talk for another time but as i ride that horse slowly but surely all of the anxiety that i was feeling from the outside world starts to fade away and i become <laughs> now i sound like i'm fucking woo woo uh i become one with nature i shit you not it's like me and that horse are in this like we kind of just pop inside this bubble of nature. And as the horse is moving, I can hear him, you know, and I can hear the, the clip clop and I can hear the birds and the trees and everything else. And I'm so hypersensitive on that ride because I've got to pay attention to what that horse is going to do at any moment and, and where we're going as we're moving. And I wonder, you know, if that is my first step into the progression of that it is picture. and i can tell you how i know that because i remember the first time i got on a horse and it did not work well because i was not one with the horse it was going down i was going up it was like shaking yeah. my guts out but then when i learned how to go with it and and not bring fear to the yeah. saddle um what it boiled down to and what I think it is for you, Jax, what you experienced about nature and the horse. What's the connection between the three of you? You all possess a life form. And anything that has a life form or affects the form called life, it is greater than us. It is, it is, it is the thing that is common ground between all of us. Um, and so you are inside of woo-woo. Because it is a mystical, magical, oh, wonderful place where there are always things, there is a peace in there for you that surpasses understanding. And you will find that passage in the Bible because it comes from the same place, no matter what we call it. And you know, one thing, one thing I didn't get to ask her, in Vietnam, when they ran out of medicine, they would give people sugar tablets. It's called placebo. a, and Linda makes fun of me because I mess up this word. Placebo. 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 Yeah. There you go. Uh, that effect. And I almost wonder if, you know, woo-woo in a good way, right, uh, is is that same effect, right? That That what's really happening is, is that the medicine of the mind or the agreement that you spoke about with yourself in, the, in that, mind and heart agreement is, is what really can help to heal. And, and another thing that I thought was cool that she said too, is that she didn't dismiss modern medicine. She didn't dismiss therapy and all, you know, like practical therapy applications and stuff like that. Like, you know, what we go through, she talked about the convergence of the two. And I just thought that was really dope. Are you well, any thoughts on that? The whole thing for me, boils down to again two post-it notes i have them one on the left side of my computer screen one on the right um like a number line like a like bookends um i believe that everything we all say 
when we find that common ground, we may be speaking different languages, but when translated, it's the same message. And I say it's this. At the beginning and all through that journey, we all seek a beautiful human experience. But when we get in there, we find those moments where we know we are not alone and we're grateful for it. And those are the moments where no matter what you ascribe to, what you call it, doorknob, source, Jehovah, God, spirit, on and on and on, we must surrender to something greater than ourselves and say, well, no matter what, thy will be done. Mm. That is, is that your final thoughts, oh, Doc, or you it. got anything else? Uh, that, that's beautiful. Um, I would say from my final thoughts, um, one of the, the things that I love the most about the diversity duo, y'all, is that, you know, we've got a doctor over there with his post-it notes, and you got me just kind of living in the moment and shooting from the hip. And I just want to say to like all the cowboys and the farmers and all the hardworking folks out there that hopefully in tune case, into our podcast in too. And, and to all the you seamstresses, the florists, and the ballet dancers. I'm kidding. Go ahead. And yeah, exactly. Stereotype. Well, here's the thing, right? When someone saddles up for eight seconds, I wonder if they realize that they're expending holistic energy because I never realized that I expended holistic energy until this conversation today. I never realized that woo-woo was about every bit of the journey of energy around you. And so my final thoughts are, don't judge a book by its fucking cover because today I got schooled on the fact that I've been rocking woo-woo for a while now and I didn't even realize it and, and was very, very excited about being able to exactly. embrace it. So whenever you saddle up, get behind the wheel of that rig, you know, or for all the hardworking women out there of, of all the hard jobs that you work in terms of maybe you saddling up, getting in that rig, et cetera, know that that journey that you have is the agreement, as the doctor said, with your heart and your mind, you just have to accept it for what it and, wants and to one give last you. Thing. Wait, and on I got that one last thing I said I didn't, yeah. but this is important because you just brought it in. You said, oh, the world, okay. woo, woo. I didn't know until just now. Oh, you, you may not have known, but you yeah. acknowledged it. We all did before we awoke or were enlightened. And here's how we acknowledged it. Every time something wonderful happened and you didn't know how, you told people, and then out of the blue, and you said things like out of nowhere. Well, out of the blue and out of nowhere, believe it or not, is where woo-woo resides. And on that note, folks, I'm Cowboy Jax with my good friend, Dr. Lauren Michaels Harris, and we'll see you on the next time for License for Love, the heartbeat in relationship Bye-bye. conversation. You're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris, the heartbeat in relationship conversation.